Hey everyone, today we are going to learn about AWS CloudFormation. Deploying on cloud is very very different as compared to traditional IT infrastructures. In cloud, your deployments no longer remain hardware devices but rather become programmable services. This provides you with a lot of flexibility and fault tolerance. But has it ever occurred to you what if you wanted to have an infrastructure copied? Yes, the entire infrastructure. Or what if you want to maintain a version control on your infrastructure? Obviously it's possible as it has now become nothing more than a collection of various services. Well, the above advantages and many more requirements are satisfied when you think of your hardware as services. And AWS provides you just the type of flexibility you want. And it does this by the means of CloudFormation. AWS CloudFormation is a managed AWS service that helps you to deploy your entire infrastructure as a code. Using this, you can set up your resources continuously and repeatedly without doing all the work again and again. So now that we know slightly about CloudFormation, let's dive deep into it. Basically, CloudFormation consists of two most important components, templates and stacks. We'll go on to them one by one, starting with templates. A template is like a JSON or YAML file that lays the blueprint of your entire architecture. This is the document, or sort of a document, that you upload to AWS and it provisions resources. A template has its own elements, and these are namely the resources that you want to provision along with your configurations. And Keep it in mind that these resources are the only mandatory part of a template. Apart from that, you can have your version number, as mentioned earlier, to you know like apply version control to your architecture. You can have a list of parameters. Consider them like some variable input values that you want to provide the template. For example, IP side ranges. Uh, then you'll have your output values. You'll have data tables. Data tables can be considered like you want to have specific AMI IDs for specific regions. So data tables will store that. And once all the resources that you've mentioned in the template are provisioned, they all form a stack. In other words, stack is nothing but a collection of resources provisioned as a part of the same CloudFormation template. Now, there comes a very important part of the CloudFormation service now, change sets. Basically, when you have deployed an architecture and now you want to make changes to the architecture, change sets come into the picture. They include an overview of the changes that you intend to make, thereby helping you to check how the proposed changes could potentially affect the already running resources. And once you execute the change set, only then will the changes be actually made to the resources. However, know that the change set in no way tells you whether the stack will be successfully updated or not. It only informs you about the changes that you are going to make to the stack. As we all know, security and permissions, they are the topmost priority of AWS. And so, they again find their place in cloud formation. Beginning with IAM, you must have IAM permissions assigned to you to enable you to create, provision, modify, edit, delete resources. 
whatever application your template intends to perform, you must have the permission. But as we all know, AWS services have roles assigned to them, and you can use them too with CloudFormation. A service role is assigned to the template, and that enables CloudFormation to make API calls to required services on your behalf. And if you have a service role, CloudFormation no longer needs you to have the permissions. It will simply execute as per the permissions of the service role. But how does it all work? Like, how do they grant permissions? They do nothing but simply create temporary tokens. Now, when you're using IAM permissions, the token will be generated using your credentials, and when using a role, it will be generated using the role's credentials. Uh, after that, we have CloudFormation template attributes. So, a template have many attributes. We'll discuss just some of the most important attributes. They are creation policy. Now, creation policy makes sure that no resource sends a create complete signal until and unless it has sent a specified number of success signals to CloudFormation. For example, like you deploy an EC2 instance and you want that the EC2 instance must send five success or five, you know, like positive messages. Only then will you consider it created. So you will use creation policy. Then we have deletion policy. Now, just as creation policies specifies what you need to do when creating an object, deletion policies does the opposite. When you are deleting a stack, there are some resources that you want to keep backups of or you want them to stay. Like you want an S3 bucket to stay and you want to have snapshots of EBS volumes. You will mention all of this in the deletion policy of the road or resource. Then we have our depends on. As the name suggests, it simply tells that resource A depends on resource B. And in order to provision resource A, CloudFormation first needs to create resource B. And just keep in mind that you don't make a cycle out of this depends on because then it will go into a loop and you'll have to just stop it. Also, keep in mind that by default, whenever your stack fails, AWS will perform a rollback. That is, all the resources will be destroyed. That is the action that's performed by default. So, that's all for this video. Thank you.